0: to read book not a happy read but uh sounds like it could be pretty good i might actually read it i'll tell you about that in a second but uh one of my favorite political pundits is chris christie maybe it's our chris christie is he more than one person um is that a shot it can't possibly be it's a classic armstrong and getty chris christie fat joke don't don't drag me into this it's an armstrong (laughs) joke (laughs) Uh, Chris Christie is one of my favorite political pundits. He was on ABC yesterday morning talking with George Stephanopoulos and being asked, you know, uh, this was right before the transcript came out, how much trouble the president might or might not be in. If the president of the United States
1: was encouraging a foreign leader to investigate a political rival, that is arguably an impeachable offense. Isn't well, it?
2: we have to look at what the context is, George. Right. So, for instance, if he's saying, uh, listen, do me a favor. You know, it, you know, go investigate Joe Biden. That's one thing. If he's saying, listen, I'm concerned about corruption. You've just gotten elected. We send hundreds of millions of dollars over there. You need to start looking at this. For instance, one of the things that occurred was the Hunter Biden situation. That becomes totally different. So what I'd say to everybody is, let's take a breath. Let's read the transcript and let's read the whistleblower complaint. And then we're going to be able
0: to make some real judgments here. Okay, so as long as the president doesn't say, do me a favor, investigate Joe Biden or Hunter Biden, we'll be okay. Wait a second. Isn't that what it said?
1: Dun, dun,
2: dun! Actually, you know what? (laughs) As usual, uh, both sides will take away what they want from this. He said both. Yeah, he did say both. He said both. The allegation by the whistleblower is that there was a, uh, what followed was an orchestrated campaign by Rudy and others to pressure the Ukrainians to really get on Joe Biden and the Hillary server. They weren't worried about corruption in general. They just wanted that. And in exchange, they would play ball with the Ukrainians, for instance, and get the money. That is the allegation of the whistleblower who says that he or she, I think it's a he, um, got that from a bunch of different uh, co-workers and, and people in their orbit.
0: I'm getting a bit of a Groundhog Day feeling where I feel like for the rest of my life until I die... Hopefully, 20 some years from now, um, or 30, I will still be hearing about Trump and impeachment. I feel like he's going to be president forever, and they're going to be trying to impeach him forever. I just feel like this is going to be my life forever. Right. First, you don't have to pay attention to it. You do have that option. Right. Reminds me of when I had uh, a couple of oral surgeries
2: in a row, and I had to convince myself this will be over. Soon, this will be
0: over. What am I going to do afterward? Hmm. You know? It will end, Jack. It will end. I buried my thought. The reason I was thinking that is, it turns out, this became a big story yesterday, there's an earlier call to the president of Ukraine in which he, perhaps, the president perhaps brought up Biden and investigating. So I guarantee you they're going to be demanding that, and there'll be wranglings back and forth, and how long did it take before they released that, and where did it go? And
2: uh, at the risk of driving him straight into the asylum, folks, uh, there are also a couple of Mike Pence calls to various high-ranking figures in Ukraine that are now being demanded. Fan, flip, and, and, and I
0: think the White House has said, yeah, you can have them. That's fine. There's nothing there. Trying no. to settle on a name for this controversy. More oh, on man. that in just a little bit. Oh. Some great examples. Hilarious.
2: Of, uh, Hilarious. What people think it should be. Oh, you know what? i got to throw this in. Now's the perfect. Then we'll get to the fabulous Frank Bruni article, and I never agree with him. but
0: um, How how do you feel, feel about Ukraine storm? I think that's actually pretty good, but nobody bit on that. So you have to say
2: Ukraine storm. You tiny little pause between the and the rain, so people catch rain.
0: Quid pro Kiev? No. Trump noble? No. Ukraine handle the truth? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Ukraine <Ukray-Kray> scandal
2: <laughs> again. Good for the kids.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, Man, did it, we got a lot of uh, folks who weighed in Ukraine mania. Karen, that's, that's strong.
0: Ukraine, I crane. We all crane for Ukraine. Chicken, Long. little Kiev. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, oh, let's see. high Crimea's and misdemeanors. I think it's nil.
2: Said Ukraine Gate. Was that ironic? Please tell me that was ironic. Quid pro Joe. Oh, that's pretty that good. That was also Nils. So,
0: all right. Yeah, Biden-related The rain in Ukraine falls mainly on Biden. Yes. That's <laughs> kind of a long one. Strong. Crane thing. I kind of like crane thing, actually. Yeah. Ukraine always get what you want. Crane-pocalypse <laughs> now.
2: <laughs> Ukraine in the membrane. Ukraine in the brain. Uh, Ukraine shmoo-crane to be delivered in George Costanza's voice. True Crimea. Crimea river. <laughs> Ukraine Clown Posse. <laughs> That's
0: pretty good. <laughs> that might be my favorite. How about Collusion 2 Zelensky Boogaloo? <laughs> so did you guys track it? <laughs> Beautiful.
1: <laughs> the, yes. the Zelensky fellow was the... I, I didn't make this connection, I think, until some point yesterday, where Zelensky was the... It's the new president of Ukraine. Yes, and he was the guy <laughs> who was a, a YouTube star... Who was playing the part of a president on a TV show? Yes, and then he ended up running for president and winning the presidency. And then that's I didn't
0: know that. I I just heard he was a comedian or actor or whatever. I I, didn't know that was the whole story. I remember that story. Thank you for reminding us. YouTube star playing a president Uh, and he got elected. Yeah. Wow. And then he's all of a sudden talking to the flippin' president of the United States of America about military aid, which I'm sure he's very serious about, and that it's his actual country at risk of being overrun by Russia. Right. So he's not wanting to screw this up. Yeah. He's probably thinking, I don't, I don't know how this works. I don't know what you're supposed to do or say right. or how. So, and listen,
2: I got a point that I'm going to wind my way to, but, and, and sorry for the use of the bear in this metaphor, because the Russian bear, blah, blah, blah. But the level of fear in Ukraine right now is like there is a growling bear in your camp. It is right there and you are defenseless. People are afraid in Ukraine right now.
0: That's where, as we've told you the story, uh, in the middle of the night sometimes you wake up the next day and the border has moved. And there's Russian... Show- now you're on the other side of the border. They moved the border overnight. And now the Russian soldiers are over there saying, no, this is where the border is. Right. But this what is are you Russia do? now. You live in Russia now. What are you going to do? Say, no, it's not? Right. So
2: anyway, they're they're under terrible threat. The This, this is all part and parcel of Trump and Brexit and something um, in the midst of that existential a threat. Now, God dang it. The, the, that see. might be the great overused phrase of of, uh, American politics right now, existential threat and climate change, whatever, but
0: in the face of that sort of threat, they elect a guy who pretended to be the president on YouTube. I see your point. So you're thinking in that sort of a crisis, that's when you would really like go for a solid statesman with, you know, a history in the military or government or
2: both. Right. Your country's most decorated general or something like that. But they went with this guy. And now this guy. A YouTube star. Is sitting there with our at least kind of crazy president, trying to figure out. So all my people tell me we really need these anti-tank miss, missiles, which came up in the call. Um, uh, uh, uh I don't know what to do. I have well, no. Well, you certainly
0: what might do. think. Well, this is maybe this is the way it works, right? And well, maybe it's always worked. I don't. Know. I don't know How who know? freaking Joe Biden is.
2: I didn't right, really exactly. follow the Hillary server thing. If we can help him out with this, help him out with it. I don't care. So yeah, that guy's in an amazing position. Collusion to Zelensky boogaloo
0: might be my favorite.
2: <laughs> Again, Stephen uh, uh, sent this along, and uh, well, I don't know. Should I distract you with the aside? It's an obituary. This woman named Sheila passed. Um, had a good life. Age seventy-one. It's too early, but blah blah blah. Here's what, I'm, I'm reading you her obituary. Sheila passed away on September 6th at the age of 71, quote, to avoid having to make a decision in the 2020 presidential election. <laughs>
0: oh, Four
2: exclamation points. <laughs> it's, it's a quote, I have a feeling that was from her lips. Listen, I'd rather be dead, so if you'll excuse me, I'm going to be. That is something. The headline in the New York Times by Frank Bruni, he is a liberal, snurdly, is why a Trump impeachment
0: should terrify you. Yeah, I want to hear that. That's uh, pretty interesting. I'll hit you with this, and this is a good time to do it, because then we can take a break and wash our minds from this, because it's pretty heavy stuff. We're all familiar with the Diary of Anne Frank. Uh, Well, there's a new book, similar sort of thing, out. A slain Jewish girl's diary of life under the Soviets and the Nazis she was living in a little town in Poland at oh the time my gosh and she started doing a daily diary which she kept for three or four years and it's uh finally and it was, it's been in somebody's basement forever and it's now it's finally been translated and released in English and I'm reading excerpts in, and about it and everything like that and it sounds it sounds really heavy obviously but really interesting there was with a, a more known result than ends up with uh, the Anne Frank book there was a a
2: book that was made into a movie, and somehow I got sucked into reading the review of it, and I don't remember the name, Um, but it was about a a little boy who, toward the end of World War II, was just trying to survive in uh, Poland and, I believe, parts of the Soviet Union and and dealing with the Nazis and the rest of it. And uh, I'm not sure I want to even get into it. The description of the movie made, remember Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ? Right. Not, made, not a comedy. It made that sound like the first Hangover movie. Wow. I don't need that. Man's inhumanity to man. How when civilization breaks down, it breaks down completely. Right, yeah. That's some heavy yeah. stuff, it man. It is,
0: but sometimes I think we need a dose of that. Um, th- this is this tiny little town in Poland is, as it's described here, sort of your idyllic little country town and then it becomes occupied by the Soviets and then the Nazis and how it just completely gets destroyed and life gets turned upside down and how awful it is to live under ver- a variety of different totalitarian reg- regimes. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and well, I gave it away at the very beginning, but it ends with her dying. You have a very concrete end to this one as opposed to the Anne Frank diary. Um, it's, it's in the book. Somebody else fills out the final page. Wow. Um, her boyfriend, actually. Um, uh, but the reviewer of this said maybe, you know, at this time of weird polarization and nobody believes anything and what's true or what's not, maybe reading this girl's diary would bring us to some sort of, um, this is real stuff. This sort of real stuff that can happen in the world. Yeah. it's worth avoiding.
2: Well, I don't know. As a uh, small L libertarian, I will tell you that. I, and and I know you believe this too, Jack, to a large extent, and all of the founding fathers believe that the more power you give a government, the closer you get to that. Sure. Which gets me up in the morning and gets me to, you know, come into work. So what's Bruni's headline about the impeachment? Why uh, Trump impeachment should terrify you. You can't picture a guy who hates Trump more than Frank Bruni, and, uh, and he wants you to, to slow down. Next on the Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. Of course, Democrats on this very committee negotiated with people who they thought were Ukrainians in order to obtain nude pictures of Trump. D'oh boy.
2: You know, he doesn't make a good point. A bunch of Democratic senators sent a letter to Ukraine a couple of years ago demanding information on Trump during the whole he's a Russian agent thing and said that American aid to Ukraine would be conditional upon their
0: Right, Trump uh, uh, cooperation. Trump read from that yesterday when he was standing up there with whoever he was standing up with.
2: From the actual letter by the U.S. Senators. Uh-huh. Yeah, <clears throat> Come for the hypocrisy,
0: stay for the grandstanding. Well, you want a little of that before we, well, we're running out of time. I don't care. Because we got the clip of, uh, this is a little uh, montage of Pelosi and Nadler and a couple other people from back during the Clinton impeachment when they were on the other side of the argument. And it goes something yeah, like this, yeah, okay, man, man,, it's not very long, right?, man, huh. don't worry about and we're killing, them. so um, we'll do it later,
2: yeah, I that stuff I don't know. well, okay, we'll listen to it, then talk about it. Frank Bruni, um, he's a liberal, writes for the New York Times, I frequently think he's out of his friggin mind, uh, but he wrote a brilliant book about college admissions and then applying and called uh, where you go is not who you'll Be, which I recommend very, very highly, um. But the piece in the New York Times uh, last couple of days, uh, why a Trump impeachment should terrify you, what's just and what's wise aren't always the same. Mm. He says, President Trump deserves to be impeached, but the prospect terrifies me and it should terrify you, too. Then he goes on for quite some time about uh, how he uh, really, really dislikes Trump. Then he writes about the Bill Clinton thing and the backlash and how it could help Trump get reelected. But that's not his main point. While an impeachment's impact on November 2020 is unknowable, its effect on us as a nation is almost certain. A dangerously polarized and often viciously partisan country would grow more so, with people on opposing sides hunkering down deeper into their camps and clinging harder to their chosen narratives, as the president, concerned only with himself, ratchets up his insistence that truth itself was subjective and up for grabs. Blah, blah, blah. Then need some more of uh, how he hates Trump. From the House Republicans' persecution of Hillary Clinton, through the permanent hysteria of House Democrats under Trump, Washington has devolved even further into a place where process muscles out progress, grandstanding eclipse governing, and noise muffles any meaningful signal. Where's the infrastructure plan we're, oh, a quarter century late in implementing? Where are the fixes to a health care system whose problems go far beyond the tens of millions of Americans still uninsured? He makes a good point. Every family in America, except for the super-rich, is worried about health care costs. Well, that's the
0: number one issue, according to yeah. all polls.
2: Right. What about education? Impeachment would shove all of those issues even further to the margins than they already are.
0: That's my concern, not the polarization. Yeah. I just feel like we're going to do that no matter what. Um, uh, the nothing will get any air. I mean, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, or how we're dealing with Iran and the Middle East and China and all that's nothing. Right.
2: Uh, Then he says, and many Americans' estrangement from Washington, their cynicism about its ability to improve their lives, even a wit, would intensify. No doubt. Ironically, I consider that a a good thing. I don't think anything could be better for for America than starting to think, you know, Washington, D.C. isn't going to give us a utopia or happy lives or, or deal with the bums on my street corner local 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 my friends the more local government is the more responsive it is the better it is usually uh which is one more reason to reject globalization as our wacky president uh quite forcefully did on the floor of the u.n of course nobody's talking about that or even the angry little girl from sweden because now we're on to this
3: what's coming up in your news marshall well we have got more on whistleblower uh whistleblower thursday we've got more from the ongoing congressional hearings there has been an amazing breakthrough that actually may cure blindness. Wow. That's
0: big. Yeah, I'd say.
3: And, 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 we didn't get to it earlier. We are celebrating two special Celebrity Threshold birthdays. Coming up. So celebrity Threshold? What's, what's a Threshold
0: birthday? I'll have to stay yeah, tuned right. for that, I guess. Da right, Marshall. I'm excited Junior to hear about games. That. Your silly, silly games. Your little boy
2: games. There's no time for little boys. Uh, Pull up your... Put put on some long pants,
0: some uncomfortable shoes, and let's get to work. I think it actually is time for games. Uh, We got a text from somebody who's um, from Ukraine. Oh, cool. And uh, talking about why they elected a YouTube star as president. Yeah, I didn't know that until a half an hour ago. Their president was a YouTube star. That's how he became known to everyone. And his gig Um, was he was pretending to be president. Yeah. Why they did that? On the way. Right now, news with Marshall Phillips. Well,
3: my friends, the House Intelligence Committee is done questioning the acting director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire, about the Trump whistleblower complaint. McGuire, though, is going to be spending time this afternoon behind closed doors with the Senate Intelligence Committee, so his round robin is not over yet. That's the one run by um, Lindsey Graham. I think so? No, he's Judiciary Committee, uh, Senate Intelligence. Oh, the Senate Intel Committee. Uh,
0: Sean
3: doesn't matter. Have a read on that. Doesn't matter.
0: All
2: right. I have a, uh, a breaking revelation. Breaking revelation. Okay. We use a donkey for breaking news. I don't. Do we have a beast for breaking revelation? Uh, Jeffrey Tubin was uh, on the TV. I think it was Jeffrey Tubin. It was one of those guys who wears a suit and goes on TV and makes words come out of their mouth. One of your commentators talking about the alleged cover up of the transcripts of the Trump call with the, the the Ukrainian president, and how that is going to be the key question. Was there a cover up? Who ordered the uh, the tapes to be hidden, or, or not the tapes, but the transcripts on the super secret server, and blah blah blah? And we're through a looking glass here, people. Because the the defense is going to be, well, the question is going to be, what did the president know and when did he know it? You'll hear that cliche bubble up any minute now. And the defense is, um, the whole thing is we think he was being an idiot. So, no, I didn't tell the president, I think you're an idiot. We hit it to protect him. That It was Trump being Trump and his aides said, oh, God, we can't have people hearing this. And so they hid it away. There's no way that goes to Trump, I don't think. Hmm. No way. Now, Tubin might have been wrong that that's the key question, but there's no way Trump orchestrated that. G- what do you mean I'm such a jackass we have to hide this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would not sit well. Right. Anyway, during today's House hearing, McGuire stated flatly, It is not his job to judge the credibility of a whistleblower complaint. That is up to others. And as far as the way the report was handled, McGuire insisted...
4: The White House did not, did not direct me to withhold the information. Neither did the Office of Legal Counsel. That uh, opinion has been unclassified and has been disseminated. The question came down to urgent concern, which is a legal definition. It doesn't mean, is it important? Is it timely? Urgent concern met the certain criteria that we've discussed several times here.
3: McGuire insisting he was trying to deal with legalities in his handling of the whistleblower complaint.
4: It was not stonewalling. I didn't receive direction from anybody. I was just trying to work through the process and the law the way it is written. I have to comply with the way the law is, not the way some people would like it to be. And if I could do otherwise, it would have been much more convenient for me, uh, Congressman.
2: Just to give you a sense of the way the world works, you probably know this already, rolling into work today, I heard not one but two learned cable news commentators explaining specifically that it says urgent. That means important, that means timely, and there could be nothing more important and timely than this. And what they said was absolutely not true it's a specific legal definition which i couldn't give you now and the director of national intelligence is saying now the one thing it doesn't mean is what it seems to mean in common parlance but on the cable news they're pitching that hard
0: man also washington post broke the story yesterday that this guy had uh, threatened to resign if trump didn't let him right. release the whistleblower information he testified this morning i never threatened to resign
2: that was full-on your phone explodes breaking news Yesterday afternoon. sure, that would be a
0: big deal. If Trump was ordering this guy to slow walk or hide the whistleblower complaint, that would definitely be impeachable. At any
1: point during this process, did you personally threaten to resign if the complaint
4: was not provided to the committee? No, Congressman, I I, I did not.
0: And uh, his statement yesterday was, I never threatened to resign at any time. I've never quit anything in my life. I find okay. that hard to believe. Well, that was a very ex- <laughs> that was a very exciting story for a couple of hours yeah. as everybody went crazy on every cable news yeah. channel. So yeah,
1: what, Sean, you're the only guy on the chess club, there's nobody to play, you didn't quit? You just stick it through, yeah. you never gotten halfway through a pizza said, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop Pizza it there. sucks. I gotta, I can't
0: you, do this. You played the flute for two years and thought, I don't like the flute, I'm not any good at it, nobody enjoys it. The other boys are making fun of me. Everything there other you, you
1: ever do, you do until
3: infinity.
0: Is that what you're telling me? Never, <laughs> sir. An actual real point.
1: Oh,
3: that's some nice floating boy.
0: (laughs) So how come nobody ever, nobody cares anymore about where these bad stories come from? Is the Washington Post going to have to say where they got that story? Where'd you come up with the story that this dude threatened to resign because he was getting pressure to hide the whistleblower complaint? Yeah. Where'd you get that
2: story? The story I'd like to read is the journalist saying, so I called Bill back, Bill, and you know, in in the uh, CIA. I said, Bill, what the hell, dude? Why'd you tell me that? And Bill said, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, how does that happen? That you go full-on, make-my-phone-explode headline over something that turns out to be just an utter falsehood, unless you believe that this career military guy who's the straightest arrow you can imagine is just lying under oath in front of Congress.
3: On the thresholds of science, a new brain implant may help blind people see. Earlier today, Marshall brought us
2: like a cap that... Sends electrical signals right. signals into the brain that helps Alzheimer's patients get another breakthrough.
3: Yes, here's another one. The implant has been developed by a neurosurgeon at UCLA and the FDA. They're both calling it a breakthrough. After the device has been implanted, blind people are able to see light patterns and make out shapes on a computer monitor. The blind person wears a special pair of glasses with a camera installed that sends wireless signals to the brain. Now the team at UCLA says they will be able to continue to improve the technology which they say has amazing potential. So this is just the very beginning of what looks to be a real real breakthrough. Reminds me of the very very early days of TV
2: and now we have, you know, 4K and such. Right. I wonder.
3: And my friends today is the 50th birthday of two cultural touchstones. Long Yep, it's the anniversary of the Beatles' classic Abbey Road album, their biggest-selling album ever, more than 43 million copies and counting. And on the tube, it's been 50 years since...
4: The Brady Bunch! Oh, boy. The Brady Bunch! From
3: the sublime to the ridiculous. Yes, 50 years since the Brady Bunch premiered on the television. Ah, uh, Lord knows the Beatles have been over-discussed through history, but
2: if you're a fan at all and you haven't heard the remixed uh, albums, remixed and remastered oh, yeah. Beatles
1: stuff, it's really, really good. The Beatles' White Album. What was all the craze
0: about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you that's, gotta edit. So that's one of my stories. Yeah. I hey, a-
2: look, we put a lot of time into this track. Didn't work out. Number nine.
0: Probably ought
3: to leave. <laughs> Number it nine. I'm
0: from a small town in western yes. Kansas. Uh, we had one record store, and I was at an age where I decided I wanted to get into the Beatles because I'd heard about the Beatles, and I thought, well, they're a big deal. So I went to the store that had one Beatles album. I had never heard of any Beatles album. This is pre-internet, before you could like look up what are the most popular albums. Or, sure, or, you but you know, had to buy an album before you listen to it. Absolutely, you uh, had no idea what was on it. And you didn't, and, and I didn't even have any idea of how to even get any information. Like I couldn't look up reviews or anything like that. I just so I went to the store. They had one Beatles album, the White Album, and I bought that one. Yes, and brought it home and was horrified by it because there's a lot of <laughs> weird crap on there. Oh yeah. And I'm like, why, why are they so popular? These Beatles <laughs> was that when they were big in their druggy <laughs> phase, Beatles, sort of oh, thing. Oh you
1: got a lot of
2: stuff going on yeah. in that phase.
0: There's a lot of crap on that album. But For somebody yeah. who's kind of wanting. I was, you know, what I wanted. I wanted, I want to hold your hand. Right. She loves you. Yeah, yeah. Right. That is not on the white album. Sure. You'd have accepted Octopus's Garden,
3: (laughs) but instead you got Sound Experiments and George going wild with Indian music. Yes. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong, and Getty show the conscience of the nation.
2: I could bore you to death talking about mixing and mastering and, and recording music. But the long story short is whenever you do that stuff, you make it so it'll sound best on the the things that people are listening to music on at the time, which at the time of the Beatles was, you know, fairly crappy stereos if you were rich and or transistor radios and the rest of it. Um, and now you can mix and master the stuff to sound great on modern listening devices. And it just is amazing. Just leaps out of the speaker. Oh, I haven't checked it makes up. a difference. Thanks, Joe. There's <laughs> Joe Biden there. Yeah, you talked about the photograph. I wonder how many uh, albums you... i bet you'd... your son can afford plenty of Beatles albums after <laughs> that sweet gig he had in Ukraine. <laughs> oh, geez.
0: Huh? Speaking of Ukraine, we got a uh, yeah. text from somebody who's uh, from Ukraine on why they elected a YouTube star president. Yes, the guy that Trump was on the phone with the other day was a YouTube star. Not a joke. Who did a hilarious version of being president on YouTube, and they elected the guy president. Yeah. So all of a sudden, he's talking to the most powerful guy in the world and trying to figure out is this guy shaking me down, or is this what they always do, or I don't know what's happening here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What a weird situation for him to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that on the way on The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show.
3: This is democracy. What you saw on this committee is democracy as ugly as it can be, as personal as it can be. The one thing I just keep thinking is this is a textbook example of why some fine Americans who would otherwise be engaged in public service these days are not. Mm. Because they don't want to have to sit there and and face this kind of of partisan-fueled uh, inquisition. So who was
0: that second guy there? That was Schiff, obviously, saying this is democracy. Adam Schiff, yeah, Schiff Show. I thought that was his voice, because I, I, I had dinner with him a couple of years ago. He he was at my table. I'm sorry, say again? Who is it? Oh, Ed O'Keefe. Ed O'Keefe. He, oh, he? oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, he was one of the people that, I was having the conversation, I was sitting. I got lucky. I didn't even know who these guys were. I got lucky. I was sitting with Ed O'Keefe across from me, and Lonnie... Lan he chen sitting on the side of me i never met these people before in my life or even seen them before they're both really interesting guys yeah. But ed o'keefe was uh, the guy who said oh no i think things will go back to more or less normal when trump leaves and i said i don't think that's true i think we've permanently changed the media's changed Attitudes have changed. It, it ain't going back. Now we'll let's see.
2: pause for a really, really pretentious shot at Jack from me. Jack, that's nice that you had that good dinner. I was talking to Victor Davis Hansen about ideas while you were talking about events. <laughs> there you go. Those of you who are familiar with that old bromide, really enjoyed that. So we got this text from a guy who's from Ukraine. And Victor Davis Hansen finally figured out he might as well reason with a dog and went back to his dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... I had, I had heard that uh, Ukraine had elected a TV star or a comedian or whatever as president and, and not heard anymore. I didn't realize he was a YouTube star who played a president being funny, and then they elected him president. Why did that happen? I'm speaking as a Ukrainian-American here with a lot of family in Ukraine still. The reason Zelensky was elected and not a seasoned politician or general is because they're expecting that he'll be, be, he'll be better to represent the people than his own pocket. Everyone there knows that the majority of their politicians have ties to Russia, financial and family, not to mention the generals, one of which who has a brother that is a general in Russia, and the politicians and generals were selling military equipment to Russia to line their pockets, thus the YouTube star.
2: Wow. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Just
0: so a- you get you get military aid, and the generals in your own army are actually selling the stuff to Russia. Right. Now, right. if, if if Trump, Trump who, smart, who is killing your people and taking your territory, yeah, if tr- Yikes! if Trump's smart, he'll work that angle as to yeah, that's why I held up the money. I was trying to make sure this sort of thing wasn't still going on.
2: Yeah, wow, that's hairy. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, um, bar, bar, What was I going to say? Oh yeah, and you know, and it all flows from the fact that Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. They have, and I've read some really interesting stuff on Germany trying to come together. When East Germany rejoined West Germany and they reunited, how it... it, it and, and it v- feels so good. And it <laughs> yeah, that's just peaches
1: and the herb.
2: Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a question of integrating a society, a Soviet society, that's all about gaming the government, rent-seeking they call it, Uh, begging the government for crumbs, kowtowing to bureaucrats, the rest of it. That's your whole life. That's what you live your whole life. That is how you get ahead with a merit-based society, a free market society. And so Ukraine's dealing with now, and it's going to take generations to shake out if it ever does. You've got their president You've got their generals, all their leaders are on the take. They're all mobsters, because that's the only way to get ahead it's, in a communist or a, really a socialist society.
0: It's amazing to me that people survive that. Uh, you know, I, I, you're born into it, I suppose, and you just, this is what life is, and you adjust and figure out a way. If you're used to our way of life where you can, some of you will quibble this, but where you can trust the cops, more or less trust your public officials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep less, an eye on them all, but yeah. Not completely corrupt, like in a lot of countries, where you just not only do you not trust them, you know they're not doing the right thing. Right.
1: like in, in Russia, like an ambulance siren goes off, people don't even pull to the side, just because right. there's no uh, yeah, assumption exactly. that there's a, an injured person. Yeah, in I that. don't
0: know if you were here the day I was talking about this, but the, I bought uh, some earrings for my wife for our anniversary, and I was talking to the jewelers from his Palestinian and he said, people, the, the, people people in the United States, you just you take it for granted, this. You get pulled over by an officer, and they say, yes, sir, do you know why I pulled you over? said, so in Egypt, they just pull you out of the car and start beating you hmm. before they even tell you what they think you did wrong, whether you did anything wrong or not. That's the way it is in a lot of the world. Yeah. And we just take it for granted that that's not going to happen. And talk about how the U.S. is the worst country on Earth.
2: Oh, for God's sake. People are stupid. What are you going to do? <laughs> that's You know, that's the answer to a lot of questions. <laughs> Because <laughs> people are stupid. Ah, oh, boy. Crane Now, my favorite one is describing Adam Schiff and the Democrats on the committee as the Ukrainian clown posse. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The
0: Ukraine clown posse. Um, How far down the road of not talking about Trump at all can we go tomorrow? Do you think? Are we uh, talking about low T Friday? Uh, Friday? Low T Friday. Low T, not no T. No it depends what impossible. happens today. No T is probably impossible, but certainly I'd like to go low T. Like, really, really, you know, not a lot of energy, weak stream, the whole low tea thing. That's what I'd like to pull off on a Friday. I'm willing to try.
2: We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty.
0: Here's your host, Joe Getty. I'm
2: soothing. And hey, let's get a final thought to wrap things up, huh? How about Michelangelo?
1: Michael, final thought? All right, something non-political. I'm checking out three uh, wedding venues this weekend. We're going to go... Check out a McDonald's playground. I'm going <laughs> to check out Arby's. And there's this car wash with a nice oak tree in front that I really like. So Wow, beautiful. Yeah. Positive
0: Sean, producer. An oak
1: tree. Oh, Final thought? A wedding with a ball pit. I'm there. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned earlier today that if I could redo my high school quote, yearbook quote, I would do something to warn of the dangers of hot, hot pockets eating them too quickly. I had a couple of people reach out and say, what is the the quote that I'm replacing? My current high school senior quote is, he who laughs last thinks slowest. No. Mm. Mm.
3: Beautiful. That's a good one. Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman, final thought. Well, I got a reality check yesterday after work when I went over to the dentist's office and the fine uh, dental professional about to carry out a procedure on me asked, Hey, Marsh, how's it going? I said, Man, it was really a busy day. We had this whole big Trump whistleblower story. And he said, I don't have time for that. Then he said, You know what is what is interesting? The Wall Street Journal report on the homeless. This is the one you've yeah, been talking about, yeah, Jack. Yeah, that so, is So, a... all of a sudden, you know, the perspective suddenly changes. Here, you know? here, Jack, final thought? My son has his first
0: cello lesson today at school, and I can't wait to get home. And uh, yes. so, the, so the practicing oh. has to begin tonight. Oh. We weren't even allowed to take it out of the case before it got to class. She said all the time, students and parents damage the equipment so don't even take it out of the case so it's been sitting in the house in the case wow the kid's dying to see it and play with it but they call him mellow cello but so he'll be practicing the cello for 15 minutes tonight And I sh- do i tape that do yes I play? it's not oh yeah no oh, no come That's on. No. Yes. no we'll That's have a vote really.
2: <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> my final thought is listen all of this uh, Trump stuff, the impeachment stuff, the Ukraine stuff, going to take a long time to unwind.
0: Months, next year.
2: Don't get whipped up into a fever pitch, angry Twitter arguments, uh, whatever. You send your angry, bizarre emails to us if you want, if it helps you stay off the ledge. But it's going to take a long time.
0: If everything fell into place for the Democrats to get Trump out of office, every single thing fell into place, it'd be late spring at the earliest. I think. Oh, boy. So come on now. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
3: You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not
4: say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes.
3: <laughs> That's
4: sad. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say. How very, very dismaying and disappointing.
1: Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll
3: be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's
0: over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? I walk in the door every day and I say, what's up, you no-faced fatty? <laughs>
1: <laughs> aggressive. Wow.
2: Armstrong and Getty.